0: Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, and this is another one of our first look episodes at the Forgotten Age Deluxe that we have in front of us. I'm your host, Frank. I'm very excited. And today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? Uh, great. Much better than the last episode, which was
1: recorded some time ago.
0: Yeah, many moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> so in the last episode, we looked at Mystic. We set out some of our terms of engagement for this, which is that we're not going to dive into too much detail about the investigators because I know that we're going to do investigator specific episodes down the line about them. But we will talk about the investigator and its signatures and then go and look at the class cards for the particular faction we're doing. And I have no idea what faction we're about to do, because Peter's decided, and our faction is...
1: Hang on, just let me throw a dart at the dartboard I've got with a coloured wheel on it. (laughs) Uh, We're on Seeker.
0: I knew you were going to choose Seeker, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's easy to say that now, though, isn't it, Frank? (laughs) Okay, yeah, well, let's have a look at our Seeker. So I think she was the first card we saw from this cycle, isn't she?
0: Yes, announcing the Forgotten Age. That's
1: right. And what an appropriate card to announce the Forgotten Age. It's Ursula Downs, the Explorer. So she has three willpower, four intellect, one combat, and four agility. She's a Wayfarer Mm. and has a reaction. After you move to a location, take an investigate action. Limit once per round. Her Elder Sign effect is plus one. After this test ends, you may move to a connecting location. And she has seven health and seven sanity. Discovery is easy. Understanding is the hard part.
0: Lovely rounded health and sanity. So rare for a seeker, right?
1: That's right, yeah. And
0: like, Oh, I suppose min. Min.
1: Yeah, but also that stat of one, combat stat of one. It's always exciting when you see mm. that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, a little sore thumb there. Because, tiny, it, tiny know, one.
1: People have said this, but if a stat's at two, it might as well be at one, and then you get the extra point somewhere else.
0: That's true. Yeah. If you're not going to lean on into a weak stat, you may as well lower it as low as it can go. I mean, also worth noting that 4 Intellect and 4 Agility leaps out to me as strong for Solo, definitely. You've got built-in defense and built-in progress. Yeah, just hope you don't have, just to, ad- have to fight anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's worth noting that I got a message on Discord that there is a rules query about whether or not her reaction ability triggers attacks of opportunity, because you are taking an action, but it's a reaction ability, right. so it's not an action yeah, itself. It's not and I haven't actually, action. yeah. Yeah, I haven't looked into what the ruling is yet, so it might be that there's something out there. i basically waiting until I got my cards before I looked, but I'll have a look and I'll report back, listener. But by our read of it, it shouldn't trigger an attack of opportunity, right? You move into a location, the enemy engages you, but you get this free reaction to take an investigate action, right?
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a free action to take an investigate action. That's a bit like when uh, Daisy uses her book, which does trigger attacks of opportunity.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, to me, intuitively, it would be, it's a it's a bonus. So it doesn't, yeah. don't, you're not using any of your actions, <laughs> the thing you have three of every turn, you're not using any of those. And I feel like they're yeah. tied to the attacks of opportunity, um, at least in the intent in the rules, but We'll see what Matt says.
0: Yeah. So the the back of Ursula, she has a deck size of 30, normal deck size. Seeker cards, level 0 to 5. Relic cards, level 0 to 4. And neutral cards, level 0 to 5. Deck building requirements do not count towards deck size. Jake Williams, Call of the Unknown, and one random basic weakness. I'm going to say this before you do, Peter. I think you exactly called that. Earlier today, where well, you said it was going to be relic cards. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think I've actually got a picture. Is the wallpaper on my phone of Ursula Downs holding a grotesque statue? It's wow. certainly like okay. an, arch- it's an it's it's an Archemy academic <laughs> with a, holding a weird statue. Yeah. I, when when she was first spoiled, I was heavily on the she's going to be. Level 5 Seeker, level 2 Rogue bandwagon. But after I saw some yeah. decks, I was strongly suspicious. With her ability, that would be very powerful. I yeah. think she would have maybe been a bit, really bit be. on the too-good side. Because I think there's a lot you could do. There's lots of very good movement abilities in Rogue. Yes. Um, yes, Which could reliably trigger her ability. Stuff like Burglary would just be like ridiculously good.
0: So we've got to keep an eye out then for more Relics in this pack. But also previous relics. I think the one that she can't take is Armour of Arden, That's a level <laughs> yeah. 5 relic. But here are some fun relics I'll hit you with. Charon's Obel Ooh. is a level 1 relic.
1: That's interesting.
0: <laughs> Grotesque Statue. Yep. Jewel of Aureolus. Lucky Dice. Ooh. The Spirit of Tharme is a relic. I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to take that. <laughs> the Chthonian Stone is a cursed relic. Oh, yeah. And the gold pocket watch is a level 4 relic.
1: Ah, but of course it still costs 8 experience. Yeah. Well, that's interesting then. She's, there's quite a variety of things she can pick up.
0: The, the the scary thing about gold pocket watch in Ursula is that she can go to level 5 Seeker so she can run no, no stone unturned level 5 uh, and, and immediately have the pocket watch and have it straight down. I'm guessing you're going need
1: uh, Karen Zobel to get that much experience.
0: Yeah, you'd have enough for it in 4 scenarios. Wow. Okay, that is... it's kind of exciting, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Every new relic we get, we'll have a look for Ursula and, and work out whether it is worth her taking.
1: Uh, there aren't any... oh yes, there's a couple that are accessories, aren't they? Like the Lucky Dice are an accessory.
0: Yeah, and the Jewel of Ariolus yeah. is
1: also. Just thinking, does she want Relic Hunter? <laughs> it's very thematic, I guess.
0: Disc of Etzamna is also a relic. I mean, she can take it anyway. Yeah. Potentially, she wants that for the protection.
1: Yeah, maybe. Right, should we jump on and look at her signature cards? First up, we have Jake Williams. He's a loyal companion. A three-cost asset with an intellect icon and a wild icon. He has ally and wayfarer, which uh, Ursula has as well, doesn't she? Yes, mm-hmm. she also. Uh, not ally, but wayfarer. Yes, wayfarer. Uh, Ursula downs deck only. The first move or investigate action you perform each turn does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Reaction. After you reveal a location or put a new location into play, exhaust Jake Williams. Draw one card. Ooh. So, yeah. He's quite good. Oh, sorry. I I I missed off. I I was looking at it, but I missed off. He has uh, three health and two sanity, which is pretty beefy for a, a Seeker ally.
0: Really beefy. Speaking of Seeker allies... Calling in favours, academic army to make you find your Jake and play him for, say, one cost. Uh, Feels yeah. really nice. That's
1: nice, yeah. Just drop an art student in there, get the free clue, and then turn the yeah. art student into uh, graduate him as Jake Williams.
0: Wow, really cool. And, yeah. and
1: quite cool that you can potentially get two cards off each location, can't you? Because it, it'll be put it into play, exhaust him, draw a card. Next turn, you move into the location, you reveal it, and you
0: also draw a card. Wow! Yeah, 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 that's that's really good. Yeah, will she ever? Will Ursula ever be going slow enough that that will happen, or should she just be like turboing around so quickly with Pathfinder and things like that? You might
1: find some some scenarios. We've already mentioned House Always Wins. You get those three back rooms all appear at once, and you can't get three yeah. three cards from those because Jake has to exhaust to use his ability. Mm. But yeah. what you might do is move into one, and the next turn you ping out and jump into the next one.
0: Get another card. you yeah. get
1: another card. So I, yeah. I think you could be getting cards... if Once he's out, I think you, there's a good steady stream of cards he'll give you.
0: Yeah. you A, a classic example of a signature that seeing him early would be fantastic, because it just guarantees that flow of options into your hand. And if you've stuffed your deck with interesting high XP relics, he's going to be your way of finding those relics. So his other ability is also interesting.
1: It's, it's like a free dodge... You can just move and get the benefit of, of get the benefit of the move without worrying about an engaged enemy. But I think it's also quite nice in those situations where something massive appears at your location.
0: Ooh, yeah, and I you just that.
1: you just run away from it straight away because often the, the game likes to trap you doing that, doesn't it? If if a, yes. if a brood or a, the experiment appears at your location and there's not much you can do, but with this you can just move straight out of the way as long as it's your first action.
0: Yeah, and. I mean, the other the other thing to think about is obviously if you're if you're pulling an enemy with you or investigating while engaged with an enemy, at some point you're going to need to either kill that enemy or evade it.
1: Hmm.
0: And luckily Ursula has a four agility, so evasion is definitely possible for her. So it it makes me wonder what are the times going to be that I would like to move with an enemy engaged with me and then still have two actions left with an enemy engaged. But maybe it'll be something like you're desperately trying to evade an enemy and you fail. And then your final action, you move with this enemy still engaged. You don't get an attack of opportunity, and then your teammate can take that enemy off you because you've sort of pulled it over to them. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see how much that that matters. Maybe maybe it's the case if you just want that final clue because then you play. I've got a plan, and you'll be doing four damage in a hit, and yeah. you draw that enemy before you're <laughs> before you've got enough clues.
1: Okay. Should we look at her weakness then?
0: Yeah, so this is Call of the Unknown. It's task-traited. It says, Revelation, put Call of the Unknown into play in your threat area. Forced, at the beginning of your turn, choose a location other than your location. When your turn ends, if you did not successfully investigate the chosen location this turn, take two horror and shuffle Call of the Unknown back into your deck. Which I just think is so nasty. Worth noting that... If you succeed, all of the unknown in stays in play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So it, it, it's interesting, this one, because it's, as Ursula, you're going to be doing a lot of investigating anyway. Yeah. So to an extent, it, it feels a bit like Yorick with his graveyard ghouls.
0: Yeah, you're you, going to fight anyway. You, know fight you may anyway. as well fight this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and she can use her ability to investigate the locations as well. But the fact that it stays in there and every turn you're just... You know, I imagine most of the time you're going to end
0: up taking the two horror, <laughs> eventually. You might might reach a point where you've cleared all the clues from locations as well, so you could investigate.
1: But it's in a but it's action.
0: slightly a hide yeah hiding to nothing that you're going to these different places to spend an action to take a test. You have to pass the test, otherwise you haven't investigated successfully. You're not getting anything from it beyond staving off the horror. I do like that you can
1: you can keep doing that. Uh, you can control when it goes back into your deck, so you can keep on, just keep it there if you're about to cycle through your deck and shuffle it to, to start over again. Uh, you can just wait until you've just done that and then it gets shuffled back into your full deck.
0: I suppose the other thing worth noting is if you have Pathfinder down, you could be triggering that to move into a location that you've named with the Call of the Unknown. You get a free investigate action as a reaction from Ursula. So at that point, you've still not actually spent any actions and then you either stay there and do more investigating or move back to your original location and carry on what you were doing. So it's not it's not taxing you quite as much as it would be taxing another investigator who has to make the move and then has to spend the action. Her built-in reaction ability mitigates it to a certain yeah. extent.
1: In the know is another good card you could use for this as well.
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah. in fact, you, you could, don't you, actually have to go there. You can
1: even move it and then, uh, in the know, a totally separate location. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's crippling, at all.
0: Cool. Well, let's dive into the player cards. Yeah,
1: shall well, I do this first one? Please. Okay, we have another unique card. There's been quite a few actually, hasn't there?
0: I feel like we're in a sort of Indiana Jones film where there are these different characters that are memorable. You know, you've got Jake Williams. You know, these named characters as opposed to just a tote bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Daisy's tote bag should have had a name.
1: Okay, so this is Dr. Ellie Horowitz, and she's the Assistant Curator. Three-cost asset, I don't know whether I said that. It's, uh, she has a Willpower Pip, and she is Ally Assistant Traded. Reaction. After Dr. Ellie Horowitz enters play, search the top nine cards of your deck for a Relic asset and attach it to her. Shuffle your deck. Each Relic attached to Dr. Ellie Horowitz does not take up any slots. It is still considered to be in play and under your control. She has one health and two sanity.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, so maybe Ursula doesn't take Relic Hunter and she takes Charisma so she can run Ellie and Jake.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is really good. And it gets better when you have better cards in your deck. So, like you said, Pocket Watch. Ellie just pulls it straight out your deck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I suppose it all depends on how much we see assets being targeted by this campaign. Yeah. How much you might have to discard assets based on Shroud or the sort of Carcosa corrosion issue. This seems really nice. A, a search top nine is really powerful. Yeah. That's, you know, prepared for the worst level searching.
1: Interesting that the wording there, each relic asset attached to Ellie Hollowids does not take up any slots. Which, that sort of implies that more, asset, the more relics could get attached to her. Or that you could trigger her enters play ability more than once. You know what I mean? Ooh, it doesn't say. Yeah. It doesn't say the relic asset if, or relic assets.
0: Well, let's see because if we get another card that allows you to do that, that means you could use Research Librarian to t- trigger their reaction ability a second time and get a second tome. Yeah. Or draw yeah. two more cards. Like
1: yeah. I quite like it if there's a, a relic that you use up. Well, I mean, like Golden Pocket Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use calling in favors to bring her back to your hand, get another ally, and then play her again.
0: Yeah, for hunt for a new relic. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, should we look on? Should we move on?
0: Okay. So this is ancient stone, unidentified, which I'm guessing is another one of our translatey things. Then... It's one cost asset, one XP. Well, this cost an experience tri-con.
1: though. What's going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a hand takes up a hand slot. It's item and relic traded, so Ellie can look for it, and it has action, investigate. Your location gets plus three shroud for this investigation. If you succeed, discover one additional clue at your location, so like a baked-in deduction, discard ancient stone, and record in your campaign log that you have identified the stone. Next to this, in parentheses... Record the difficulty of this skill test. Oh, what?
1: What? Yes, exactly.
0: So you do this at a five shroud location. It's difficulty eight. If you pass, you get two clues and you record in your campaign log that you've identified the stone.
1: Difficulty eight. Eight. Yeah.
0: Wow. What? What will it do, Peter? Who knows? Who knows?
1: And and like the previous uh, unidentified cards and the the untranslated cards, uh, it's almost action neutral so it costs one interaction to play but you get yeah. an additional clue at your location mm-hmm. so it's, it's not a good card to include but yeah. if you want to find out
0: what it does you've got to <laughs> and at this one you've had to invest experience in it as well which is all of the advantages of of long first scenarios that allow you to an easy shroud location and clear the thing that you need to clear you can't even do that with this you have to have played at least a, one scenario. Really interesting. I like that it discards itself as well, so people wouldn't run this as a sort of just guaranteed two clues a test card. That would be too strong. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that does as well. Yeah, very exciting. The parentheses is really cool. It reminds me of there are those... In Eldritch Horror, there are these sort of task cards, and you have to when you do a certain thing, you place a marker on the card... And when you're ready, you get to flip the card, and depending on how many monsters you've killed or clues you've connected or whatever it is, it triggers a different effect. Right, okay. So it sort of says if you've done five damage to monsters, do this. If you've done eight damage to monsters, do this instead. So I imagine if you've, if you've translated the stone to a greater degree of difficulty, maybe that does something, but yeah.
1: Okay, should we look at the next one?
0: Yeah, Right. let's go for it.
1: Next we have... Oh, I can't, I'm getting all the difficult ones to say. <laughs> we have the Tooth of Edstley. Eds, eds, eds yeah. How would you say that? Estli. Es yeah. Okay, Tooth of Estli. It's a mortal reminder. A three-cost asset. and it, The picture looks like a bracelet which is biting into a wrist.
0: It looks yeah. drawn blood.
1: Yeah. Uh, it has a willpower pip. It is item relic traded. You get plus one willpower and plus one agility while resolving an ability on a treachery card. Reaction. Mm. After you succeed at a skill test while resolving an ability on a treachery card, exhaust Tooth of Ed's plate, draw one card.
0: Oh I and mean,
1: this is a relic. Uh, sorry, this is an accessory.
0: So Ellie for three cost could go and hunt for this three cost relic and keep it on her and it wouldn't be taking up your accessory slot. And you'd have saved the 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 three resources to have played this and you'd have you'd be Agility 5 and willpower 4 if you're Ursula. Yeah. For tests. Yeah, that's really cool. On treachery. Because those are the two abilities
1: typically tested, everyone always says, it's the abilities tested more by treachery cards, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Last week I played uh, Ruguru and Carnival, sort of back to back with a couple of other people, and it really struck me how many treachery cards there are that either are test willpower, take horror by which you fail, or test agility, take damage by which you fail, or things around that and if you go you wade in as a kind of high intellect or high combat character being like yeah i'll be fine the encounter deck really beats you up <laughs> this is really cool do you think um do you think roland likes this oh good question. power four yeah. agility agility three maybe not
1: it's maybe a bit expensive for roland because he typically struggles with cash doesn't he
0: yeah that's true that's true it, it sort nice. of makes me think Re- of... Really nice sort of defensive card.
1: Yeah, it makes me think of Pete. Because it's, it's the same stats that Pete boosts, isn't it? Pete, yeah. Pete yeah, yeah. yeah, And it's, it's and a bit like the uh, rabbit's foot as well.
0: Yeah, well maybe Ashkan Pete likes it. Takes him up to five willpower for defences. It's making me think of Hubert's Key as well. It's like a sort of similar-ish boosting multiple stats with some kind of drawback. I really like it. It's really cool. Really weird. Okay, and the last seeker card is it's an event. Unearth the Ancients. A one cost event, no XP, two intellect icons. I already like
1: it. I already like it.
0: It's insight traded, so you can copy it with eidetic memory. Investigate. Choose a seeker asset in your hand. The difficulty of this skill test is equal to the chosen asset's printed cost. If you succeed, instead of discovering clues, put the chosen asset into play. If that asset has the relic trait, draw one card.
1: Ooh, interesting! <laughs> and of course, you can combine this in Ursula with her ability, so you could move to a location
0: and then play this because this is an investigator action. Yeah,
1: and bingo—you've got you've got an asset from taking a test rather than paying for. Yeah, you pay one
0: difficulty three test if you want the tooth difficulty one test if you want the ancient stone I mean it's it's only difficulty two to get out the gold pocket watch or grotesque statue as well
1: yeah yeah and it has I
0: really like that
1: yeah I think it's really good oh no it has to be
0: seeker asset sorry I, I beg your right body.
1: okay but it, it's, it's any it's any asset so
0: yeah yeah
1: so Milan you know
0: yeah yeah if you can test reliably... test three for Ellie
1: yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. This has got that same weird thing where we've got the the experience card out of order as well. Sorry, I just realised that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, is it because it's ordered assets and events?
1: Maybe, yeah. They've put
0: it in that order rather than XP, but...
1: Anyway, it's also a kind of a, str- a strange bit of art as well. Not strange that I don't like it. it it's almost... It feels a bit retro, like a, like the kind of art I would see on a magic card... From a few years ago, from from the 90s, maybe
0: the slightly awkward arm position.
1: No, I I, I don't not like it. It's just there's an interesting and the background as well. Yeah, got kind, of, kind of a washed-out look. What an interesting card! What a really interesting card! It's really and, interesting. And of course, yeah. it's two investigate icons or two um, intellect icons as well. Yeah. So that's always good it's, to have. Your it's deck. really
0: interesting because you're spending one resource and an action to then take a test. Rather than just spending other resources and an action to play the card.
1: But typically, you'd want, you'd be able to boost your test more easily than you would gain money from nowhere. So, what you could do is leverage, say, a perception in your hand into Mm -hmm. a cheaper asset. So, if you're running something like a, for example, a Dark Horse Mind deck. Yeah, or, or men in general who I found maybe runs a bit poorer. If you're not running stuff like uh, you're not running Milan, for instance, suddenly she can be playing expensive assets. Uh, yeah, with the extra yeah. icons she's getting.
0: I like where you're going with this. Yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice actually. And what do we know that seekers have? Lots of cards, and actually turning those cards into a kind of tangible cost reduction is quite nice. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. A, percep- a perception is a, a a plus two for playing that card, whatever that card is. Ellie, Tooth of Etsy, something like that. And you could potentially then draw two cards off it and you're sort of cycling through your hand really quickly. You're getting your your rig set up really fast.
1: Yeah. Oh man, how does this work with double or nothing? Oh, you only choose one asset though, don't you?
0: Yeah, choose a secret asset in your hand. If you succeed, instead of discovering clues, you'd get to put it into play twice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's already in play after the first time, so you can't put it into play again. Yeah, so
0: it doesn't do anything else after that. Yeah. Would you draw two cards? Is that part of the if you succeed?
1: I don't know. No. Good question.
0: Okay, so that's our seeker cards done. What an interesting mixture. I love the relic theme playing through this. An ally that helps us get relics, two different relics, and then a card that gives you a different way of playing relics. That's really interesting. They're going to be s- such a great exploration faction, aren't they?
1: it be interesting, interesting to see if the remaining factions have a similar sort of theme running through their cards as well.
0: Yeah. Well, we saw chaos bag manipulation pretty heavily in Mystic. We've seen relics now. be also interesting to see if there are any blessed cards or any relics in the remaining cards. Cool. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much.